others to surmise what the hell happened. Can I, can I answer I don't that think real that's quick? Fair. Do, you, do, you mind if I, do you mind if I oh. jump into you? Yes, I prefer you do that. But Go ahead, what I wonder is, is transparency, Stephen A. And that's like, the, like I've done it. I've had incidents throughout, throughout the course of my career. And then there have been times where I've, try, I've gone into interviews where I've done an hour and a half, two hours of an interview. And then they break down and they edit. And then you guys get on, uh, get on the show and there's a panel of people. And then they break down whatever clips that they show. They're not mm -hmm. showing the entire hour and a half or two hours of that of that interview that I've done. So what he wanted was transparency for people to see the full workout, to see the full Colin Kaepernick. Again, you, you mentioned obviously Max is going to get in here. And like I said, I'm in the streets. Max almost seems blacker than you, Stephen A. <laughs> with 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 what time he out. with with he's time coming, time you know, out. with his commentary. Time, 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 with all due respect, my brother. You <laughs> I'm just you, saying. Dog. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just I'm saying. I'm gonna check you right now. You don't cross. I'm the line. just saying. Time, time, time. Wait a minute. You don't cross the line. First of all, like I said, you, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> Eric Reed, any of y'all that want to debate me in front of black people and talk about what's best for black people, name the time and place, I'll show up. I don't want to hear, what's the definition of blackness? Is there a definitive definition of blackness? Why are you giving the impression that because I don't march lockstep with every single thing that Colin Kaepernick wants? Okay, excuse me, hold on, wait a minute. I'm not agreeing with everything that Colin Kaepernick has done. I'm not saying that, but you just sat up there and used an expression more blacker excuse me from hollis queens new york city are you singing songs of the one who's formerly canceled danny glover face montrez harrow face um i didn't think i was that was <laughs> that was just a melody that came up in my head melodies from hell Bring down. Bring down. Are we uh is it is it fake to say um people are still in support of Robert Kelly? Are you a Robert Kelly supporter on the low? No, absolutely not. He pisses on kids. No way. I was at a wedding last weekend with some, uh, it was a predominantly uh, white wedding. Um, it went viral, but that's neither where I'm here or there. It was a relatively white wedding. Yeah, I saw your face on the what was it, South Carolina local news tweet, Twitter. I'm like, I know that guy. I'm a celebrity. What can I say, man? I don't know these vanilla faces. Uh, clearly, this is his wrestling group. That's no. an, that's another topic. No, I I saw you doing wrestling moves. I was like, I don't, I know this guy, but I don't know this thirty four year old guy. <sighs> You're gonna lead us right into our uh, our conversation. But yes, I was at this vanilla wedding as you described it, and. There was a couple, a couple of us sprinkled in there. Will Smith, I'm calling him out. He was part of the, the couple of us sprinkled in. Will was actually in the wedding. So if you want to have jokes on anybody, let it be Will Smith. Well, uh, well, Will lives out there. Formerly of uh, New York. Uh, he was a former New York resident. Yeah, he now resides 
You don't. Uh, your brother is a current Carolina resident as well, just so that's clear. Okay, well, he's also not participating in wrestling dance moves. But I'm sure he would. Any hoot. At a wedding for Vanilla Faces. But go ahead. We're listening. They were, um, I forget what, what R. Kelly song came on. And I looked at the other black guy from across the hall and I said, You better not. <laughs> like, as soon as it came on, I looked at him immediately and I was like, Nigga, no, I don't care how fire ignition is. No. Uh, I thought this story was going to go another way. I thought y'all like locked eyes on some. I see you, you see me. We got this unspoken thing. We gonna get it in. I thought that's how the story was going. But that's no. good. I'm proud of you for standing no. up. No, awesome. no, we're gonna get it in. But there, when you're black and there's another black person present, there's a lot of unwritten stuff that goes on with your eyes and when you connect with another black person in the room. It's like you have a conversation with just facial expressions. Yeah. Like you walk into the job... And Vanilla Face is wildin'. You like I was another black person and y'all got the same nigga, I know. Yeah. I know. That's our thing. It's a part of black culture. Like, you can speak to each other without opening our mouths. It's very effective. That, that's one of the reasons why I hate uh, when my kids try to act a fool predominantly. My oldest tries to act a fool out in public because you get another black person that looks at you like... Nigga, if that was my kid, if that was my kid. So you got an overly parent now? <laughs> yeah, we definitely overparent. If, you, if you're not really hard on your kids, when another black person's present, it's like you, you, you get your, your real uh, mom and them voice on and like, all your gestures. Kids probably, your kids probably don't ever get beat until they're around other black people. <laughs> <laughs> you probably get in the back of the head. He look at you like, what the heck? That's right. That's new. What was that for? Yeah, like, I've done this a thousand times and you've never reacted this way. Don't <laughs> you know on me now because we're around other people. <laughs> Pops. Oh man, shout it out to parents. Uh I am in a silly mood. I don't know if you are. But I am. Okay, let me ask you. Ask. On a scale of one to ten, how bad does your poop smell? Uh if you would have asked me yesterday, nigga, I would have told you in the case of a one bathroom apartment, nigga, go use the laundry room. <laughs> if you were in the same vicinity, I would have told you, go use the laundry room. You had the bubblies yesterday? I don't know what it came from. But I told Tiffany knocked on the door and I tell her, for the sake of our marriage, <laughs> for the sake of our marriage, <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go with a, like a, a consistent seven I'm not proud of that 
That's interesting. Do you, are, are, whoever's listening are like, I know these niggas are not having a poop conversation. Welcome to the Whatever Face Podcast. You niggas didn't know this is your second one of the week, so. This is, uh, it's natural. Everybody poop, right? It ain't taboo. Uh, do you, are you the uh, fart under the covers? No. But you. I will, I will swing the cover back, release away from the bed. Twinkle, 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 shakey, shakey, shake it for like five seconds and then come back under. Curry. Have, have you ever been awoken by uh, under the cover bomb? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is enough to make you want to peel the skin off of your spouse. It's like. <laughs> Yo, I understand you sleep right now, but bruh, you gotta relax. You gotta relax. Like, this is completely unfair. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It smells like waste management in here. Like, chill. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's rather comical. Um, yeah. So, there you go. Journalism at its finest, folks. And don't judge us because your poop scales either right. higher than the seven. You never gave your number. Yes, I, you were off the scales, but normally on average you're about a what? Uh, so that sounds like an eight. No, nah, it's probably like a six because I don't. I I don't know. I'll be trying to be considerate. I feel like women, y'all have the luxury of just doing whatever. And guys, like, in the beginning, y'all were considerate and guys just do whatever. But I feel like as you get more into a relationship, the guy becomes more considerate. Yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah. Okay, I call you BS, but okay. No. no. Uh, before the relationship, you hide your makeup in one section. After the relationship's been in... It, Gone for a good time. You have a counter that's full of nothing. I can't even see the goddamn sink because you have brushes. So, yeah, no. Guys are more considerate as a relationship goes. That's what I'm going with. And you can't tell me I'm wrong. I mean, it's not considerate. It's just that you guys, it doesn't require you guys, you know, a lot to step out into society like it does women. So it was like where we have, you know, 10 brushes, 50 eyeshadows, like a counter full of makeup. Like, what do you guys need? A razor just to clean up? A brush? But not you because you don't have any hair. But like, you know, they don't really need much. I tell Tiffany all the time, I can go to, I can be showered and lay in a bed Five minutes before we're supposed to leave, I can be ready to go. Yeah. Men have that luxury. I, I Especially bald men. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because, like, for, you know, Mel, he has hair. So if his hair needs to be coiled or whatever, or if he has twists and he wants to pull him back, or, you know, he has to, like, finesse it a little bit, that requires maybe 15 minutes, you know, but applying makeup, like a full face, 
I'm serving. And then you got hair. Like, it's a lot. So if you have to leave, what's the time frame before you leave your house? How much time do you need before you're fully ready, dressed, and out the door? If it's an event that requires, like, a full get-up, I would say an hour and a half. Just to get ready? Yeah. There you go. There you go. You got to shower, and you got to, you know, like, make sure your legs are clean, so you got to shave your legs up a little bit, shave some important areas. I don't take a lot of time doing makeup because I don't really like put that much. I just use like foundation, concealer, do my eyebrows and that's it. So my makeup doesn't require like the standard of most women. Um, but I would say like an hour and a half is comfortable for me. And I'm not like I like a chicken with my head cut off trying to get out the door. Do you do everybody's head in the house in terms of? Yes. So do you factor that into your time as well? That hour and a half doesn't include that. Well, if it's a family event, then we no, we need way more time than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ethan has a lot of hair, so Ethan's hair has to be combed out and coiled. Um, Evan, I'm working on ways with Evan, so that's like you know Dax and brother. Um, of course I have two girls, so that's, you know, that's something else. But for like church, I'll use church as an example, because that's a, a, a weekly event. Um, that's about, church starts at 1130. We don't have travel time, obviously. Um, so I would say we start getting ready like 930, nine o'clock, 930. Like the boys are getting shower, um, and they come out, the male goes in because he has to be there earlier. And then I'll bathe the girls. Lately, they like to, like, sit and marinate and play. So that's, like, a 20-minute, half-hour event. Um, but I try to do their hair Saturday night. So I'll do their hair Saturday night and tie it up. If their hair is not done by Saturday night, then they'll just, like, go with afros. If you see them in the afros, their hair done Saturday. So, because, um, yeah, that'll just take, that's, like, an hour process between the two of them. So if their if their hair is not done Sunday morning, then it's just not gonna be done. So How do you get hours? How do you get your girls to sit still? They don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like it is what it is. <laughs> it's like, all right, girls, come on. I know you don't like it. I don't either. It's just as maybe not just as painful, but. It's a bit aggravating and annoying for me as it is for you. So, you know, like, let's just get it over. I think unspoken, we spoke about uh, just black people having just unspoken verbiage uh, amongst each other. And I think that kind of falls into place with getting the kids ready here. I'll pick out the clothes. I'll take whichever one wakes up first. That's the one that's getting washed up first and dressed. I don't care. If you dressed and eaten with a full bib on, whatever whatever it takes, first one up is the first one dressed and washed. I take out, I do a take out Caden's clothes, and I try to take out Callie's clothes. I, I say sometimes I do a pretty good job on Callie's clothes as a guy, but 
I sort of unspokenly take on taking on the task of when Tiffany's getting ready, get them ready first, and then get myself ready. Right. Yeah, it's always easier to get the kids ready first and you know, save yourself a last. And clothes are always iron. I'm never going to try to iron the day of hours before. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's an important part of it, too. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to keep it on the race conversation. Uh, you, the opening was, <laughs> did you hear T.O. saying to uh, Stephen A. that Max was black? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yes, and Stephen A was like, "Oh no, nah. now I got to check you." Um, you, I'm from Hollis. Like uh, what? So, <laughs> <laughs> do you feel uh, Stephen A gets uh, attacked too much for uh, his blackness? Too much? Um, no. Not at all. So it's, Not at all. He keeps talking, so, you know, everybody gonna keep clapping back. Sometimes I feel like uh, Stephen A gets a bad rap. There you go. Hit me up. Okay. I feel like when you're the loudest in the room, sometimes any... Everybody could be saying the same thing. But if you're the most animated in the room, guess what people are going to point to? Yeah, but it's not that he's just the loudest in the room. He'd be the loudest and the wrongest. I know that's not a word, but you'd be loud and wrong. And just because you know a lot of big words and you know you could put words together very nice, that don't mean you got the answers, Sway. Stephen ain't been a yes and master nigga for you know for a minute. Well, there goes our ESPN uh, endorsement. How would you ever want to be endorsed by ESPN? Whoever cut and check at the time. When have they? When have they ever been the friendliest to listen? So, uh, even, even when, even after, even after T.O. said that Max is blacker than you to Stephen A. Smith, and his retort was, I want people to understand that black folk always operate behind the eight ball, and that situations aren't always ideal, and you're not going to always, like, that is exactly, that's our plight. Like that is ex- that is exactly the point. That's that's been our problem. I, I thought it was very that's interesting. White privilege. <clears throat> that's a real thing. That's why white felons are hired fifteen to twenty percent more than black non felons. 
Like, that is wild. Like, you can go into a job interview, never have been arrested, never had a record, and 10 minutes later, a white guy that served five years for some, you know, for some drug charges comes in behind you, and that job is more according to studies. This is not like I just pulled this out of my anus. A job is more apt to hire a white felon before hiring a black non-offender. Like, so Stephen A, you just, just you know, like announcing that, like, we, we know that, we get it. That's why it's called, like, oppression is a real thing. Like, we are an oppressed race. And it's a problem that we are oppressed. And uh, for Stephen A. Smith, it's a problem when the oppressor just, you know, gets a little bit of balls and be like, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it that way. It's a problem for Stephen A. when, when, when the oppressed faces his oppressor like the balls in my court. And I'm going to play my hand. And I'm gonna do this how I'm gonna do this, and I'm not gonna go by your rules. I don't, I don't see how anybody can criticize that. I don't see how anybody can fault a man for 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 taking that approach, whether he's right or wrong, whether it gets him a job or not. That's you know, we see all the time all these little you know social media quotes. If you you know stand for something or you'll fall for anything, and all this like. But then when it actually comes time to a black man standing up to a, a superstructure, it's like, oh, Kat, you disappointed. You let us down. This is what you've been waiting for for three years. And they try to set the man up. And when he just takes matters into his own hands, it's like, nah, Kat, you wrong for that. You let us down. Like, what? How? How? To that point, before you, you, you go to anywhere else, to that point, I thought about it um, re-listening to the last episode and where I feel like disappointed in how Cap handled it is because my feeling is if we if all the facts aside we didn't know, the way we, let's just say we didn't know anything. The, we hear... Cap has a workout, and I'm not going to give you guys another episode of Cap coverage, um, but we we hear he has a workout, he signs the waiver, he does whatever have you, um, does the workout, everything according to how it's laid out, and the NFL still, he still doesn't get a job, he still doesn't do blah, 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 blah. I feel like then the voices grow louder in support of Cap saying, yeah, this was this was this was effed up. If you knew you weren't going to give him the job to begin with, why hire him? Where I feel like there's some disappointment on my end from him is how he handled everything. The 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 whole um tell him stop running, don't be scared. Like if he would have just not not even shut up and dribble because that's not what I, where I'm going. But if he would have let it fall in their lap to be like, "Oh, well, he worked out and still, no teams like then. The cries of "Oh nah, I'm standing with Cap" grow louder because it's like, I did, I did everything the right way, and y'all still treat me a certain way. So you mean to tell me because you sound like Stephen A. a little bit right now? You mean to tell me the man speaking out to these to this corporation 
that tried to trap him, you feel like him speaking on it was a disappointment? No, 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 no. My disappointment is, is in how he handled the situation. He and his team handled the situation on their end. Not him speaking on it, just how he handled the situation. Like I said, I'm not trying to go back into that conversation, but how his team handled what they were what they were in control of. How they handled that. I feel like if you would have let it fall on a, in the back in the NFL's lap, I go out. I show out, I ball out, scouts, owners, everybody. Like, that's what I'm saying. If we erase everything that we know and we just hear he got a workout, he went, scouts had X, Y, and Z to say, and then afterwards the NFL still didn't give him a job and we didn't hear anything from, not here, because then it's going to be harped on what he said. If we didn't know anything about Cap and his team doing their own moves, I think the um, outcry gets louder and people get more, oh, nah, I'm still boycotting NFL because X, Y, and Z. If you let it fall back on them and not give them an out, because now it's not so much NFL's to blame, everybody now is talking how you're the one that cost yourself the job. You're the one that did blah, 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 blah. So without even asking for it, the NFL has a, Get out of jail free card, and they can sit back and be like, "Oh, okay, this was easier than we thought." Versus him going, they're just going to end up getting sued again. That's all this is. They're, they're going to end up getting sued again because um, college team is going to be like, they tried to trap us with this bogus waiver. We didn't do it. We did our own workout. Eighteens were there. Whatever. My agent spoke to whoever. Uh, still waiting, don't have a job, still waiting, don't have a job. They claim there's no, you know, collusion. I still don't have a job. Here comes another lawsuit. And that's what's going to happen. And if the NFL wants to avoid this, they'll just offer him another workout that makes more sense. That's not just random and out the blue. That's not on a Saturday, you know, when a lot of people there it'll you know be strategic between the end of the season and the draft or you know in the off season or OTAs whatever it'll be something that makes more sense if they were really genuine if they are really genuine there will be another offer for a workout and you know we just we're just gonna have to wait and see speaking about wait and see and um we didn't touch on this last year but since it seems like this is the race episode uh <laughs> Um, Miles Garrett and Jason Rudolph got into a scuffle that we didn't talk about last week. Uh, we briefly mentioned briefly mentioned uh, the one clip being shown over and over and over. But uh, I, I guess this is another topic. People are like, you have one side saying one thing and the other. Where are you on that whole? Miles? Let me guess. You on Mason's side, right? Hell no. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely not on that that little Rudolph. Um, Miles, you know, he went to the NFL offices today to try to appeal his indefinite suspension, and um, his defense was little Rudolph called me a racial um right before everything popped off and kind of just lost it, and that's what happened. Um, 
When this first happened, I, that's what I was saying to myself. I didn't say it out loud to anybody. I didn't put it on social media. And I'm like, he must have called this, this this boy a nigga or something because I don't understand. But then when you keep watching the videos because everybody's replaying, 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 it's like, okay, I heard what's his face? Reggie Bush say this. It's eight seconds left. The game is pretty much over. The Browns are up by, I believe, two touchdowns at this point. It's the fourth quarter, eight seconds left. You put your starting quarterback out there. You have to think that the defense is going to act like this is the first. So I never really thought about that. He's a, um, an ex-football player. I'm like, all right, that's kind of a good point. Like, what are you expecting to just, you know, fall back? But they put their starters out there. Let's act like this is a play that matters. So that's one. Um, Miles gets him to the ground, and then Luda Rudolph kicks him in the nuts, tries to pull his helmet off, try to kick him in the nuts again before Miles is grabbed up, yoked up by the other O-line, and I can't remember his name right now. Um, and he pretty much has no, not Pouncey. It was a, it was a white guy. Pouncey came running in after the fact. Um, he pretty much has Miles under control. He's grabbed him like you know. At this point, Miles has the helmet in his hand, and Little Rudolph comes charging <laughs> at Miles. <laughs> so Miles is like, "Hey, all right, I got this thing in my hand. You come charging at me. I'm not even looking to do anything to you at this point." I'm backpedaling because your big old lineman is in front of me, grabbing on me. So I'm backpedaling away from you, away from the situation. And here you come charging at me like a raging bull. Yeah, I got this in my hand and I'm going to swing it at you. Granted, it could have ended way uglier than it did. Thank God the guy really didn't get hurt. He suffered a concussion a couple of weeks ago. He could have been knocked out. Mouse could have really ended that guy in all seriousness. But it's, it's, if you can just put yourself in that position, just think if you're at a bar and you're tussling with somebody and then y'all get up and they break it up, but you have a bottle in your hand and the person comes charging at you, you're absolutely going to swing that bottle. Like, it's just instinctual. So I don't really understand why he was suspended indefinitely. I would have accepted four games. I would have loved to have seen little Rudolph get a suspension because he did start this by charging at Miles, looking for a fight, and then he throws his hands up, you know, like looking for a flag from the ref as if it's like a game. Like, no, nigga, you, you were trying to fight me. You were trying to take my head off first. You kicked me in the nuts, and then you came charging at me. You're an instigator. So you definitely deserve a game or two in all of this. You're not, you know, completely absolved. And we're talking about race, we're talking about, you know, superstructure, and we're talking about the NFL, and, you know, all the black guys got suspension, and, you know, Little Mouse, I mean, Little Rudolph is just, you know, we playing Sunday. <clears throat> Where Miles Garrett was wrong um, for swinging the helmet, because he outweighs Rudolph by a lot, and he probably could have just swung at him with his bare hands and open his whole uh, nasal passage. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I, I, 
You could have took the helmet off and threw it to the ground and just snuck a punch in. But hey, whatever. I'm not that. He's not me. I'm not him. Uh, it would. It could have caused serious damage. Okay. Was it funny to see him keep getting clocked <laughs> over the head? <laughs> Was it funnier that he used the helmet? Yes. <laughs> well, some of you disagree. I don't care, but it does make a better story. Um, I don't really buy the whole uh, he called me because that's everybody's run to oh race or depression or this or bullied. I don't. I wasn't buying a race thing when he said it. Um, it is what it is. You got you were in caught up in a moment. Uh, he's got to take your helmet off. Yeah, you, you took his helmet off in return. Only difference is you actually swung the helmet. He was trying to take, and that's the part they get skipped. He did try to take Garrett's helmet off first when they were on the ground. Yeah, he did. Is it my fault? He's the instigator. Is it my fault that you were unsuccessful and I was? (laughs) And one, like, Rudolph was really trying to get the helmet off. Garrett stood up and it looked like in one motion, just ripped. Yeah, with the chin strap and everything, like that nigga just snatched that joint off his head. Like <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I'm I'm I don't think uh Garrett is less wrong than Rudolph is, but I did say, oh, they're gonna make an example out of Garrett to make sure because if you got everybody saying or watching this saying this is the worst thing that I've seen in all my years of football, or this is the worst thing I've seen in all my time playing football. Yeah, you already got a black eye um, because in the same week you had to deal with the um, fallout of Kaepernick, which you've been fighting for three years. Now you have this other thing. And of course, you have to take measures into full account because... uh, your predominant audience, if you look at Green Bay, if you look at uh, yeah. Minnesota, if you yeah. look at New England, <laughs> uh, not too hard to tell who you're trying to go after with the with this uh, yeah. Yeah. punishment, so to speak. But yeah, on, on a on a on a level of they both should be uh fined or would have suspended. It's funny that Pouncey, who was sticking up for his quarterback, got a suspension and a quarterback got nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pouncey's suspension was initially three games and they knocked it down to two after the appeal. And um the other linebacker that came out of nowhere and pushed little Rudolph, pushed him in the back, and he fell. And he just sat up like, damn, I done bit off more than I can chew. These things are really <laughs> going to kill me. That dude got suspended. And, you know, little Rudolph just came out unscathed. His head is fine. His pockets is all right. And he's going to play. crazy when you really think about it. That's almost as crazy as 
white people be wildin'. That's almost as crazy as you niggas thinking Julia Roberts can play Harriet Tubman in a movie. I wonder who was in the casting room that said, hmm, Harriet Tugman, first name come to mind, Julie Roberts. Yeah, I read the, I read an article. I want to say the producer or the, the producer or the director or maybe the writer. But when he was in the room and said, um, I think we should give it to Julia Roberts. There was only one black guy in the room. And he, that black guy said, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, because he was the only person that said anything. And he was the only black person in the room. And this was back in the mid-90s. And, you know, Hollywood wasn't as diverse as it is now. Uh, thank God that black guy, whoever he is, God bless your soul. Thank God he's, you know, he spoke up and was like, yeah, no, because they probably would have rolled through it. And I'm pretty sure, uh, Julia would have been like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> she doesn't strike me as a type to just be completely, you know, race oblivious and like a culture vulture. She's, she's not that type. Um, but soon as she would have turned it down, they probably just would have went to the white white person. You know what I mean? So it's just like, thank God for that black guy that was just like, no, nah, that's not gonna work. And you know, it, that just never went anywhere. Why but not? Yeah, white Tyson. Huh? I said, why not Cicely Tyson? She the same age as Harriet Tubman. She they. Cicely- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would like it's. It would have been like five good black actresses that you could have, you know. Off the top, pick for that. Whoopi, Sicily, and like Julia Roberts. Come on. What's the? Uh, I said Cicely Tyson uh, jokingly because she seems to fit that old uh, black role. But what? Who's somebody you think gets typecast as a black actor in Hollywood? I give you an example. I'm talking about. Um, Loretta Devine always plays somebody's That's mother. The person that came to mind. Loretta. She's always playing somebody's mother or auntie or uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's good though. Like, she's really good. She was really good in the Carmichael show. Um. Yeah, I would love to have seen a little bit more, you know, versatility from her. Uh, trying to think of who else. Dang, I wish you would have given me this like before time. It was hey, all this stuff is on the fly. I would, listen. We got nothing but time. Uh, I can, I can give you somebody else off the. Uh, just thinking about it, um, Taraji, she's always going to be the angry black woman, no matter what what role it is. Shout out to Cookie Line. Uh, did you ever see her movie when she was like a vigilante mom or something? 
It was like a first lead role, I believe. No, I, I wasn't. I got hit to the Tarazi chain after Baby Boy. Yeah, this was like two years ago. I want to say like two summers ago. Yeah, see? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I don't think it did that well in the theaters, and I don't think it was that good like from the reviews. I never did watch it. I liked Taraji a lot, though, but it didn't seem like a role for her. She was good in um, What's His Face? That one with Janelle Monet with the scientists, like the black scientists back in the 40s or 50s or whatever that was. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about because um, that other lady was in it. Um, what's the black lady's name that uh, was in The Help? Octavia. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? I'm I'm looking it up right now because I know what you're talking about, and it was about all the um black females that were like astronauts or something. Not astronauts, but like figures. scientists behind it. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Yes, she was good at hidden figures. Um. Yeah, I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely forgot what I was about to say. Um, yeah, go ahead. You, you, <clears throat> in, in this, I don't want to call it the racial draft episode, but that's where it seems like <laughs> we're going. Uh, you asked me last week if I kept up with Million Little Things. Yep. Where were you going with... Uh... Are you pleased with the direction this season? No. And I told Tiffany that after the first season, you were so invested because of what happened with this guy. Like, you, if you're starting off your first episode with a, a suicide, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. Why did he do it? And so you, you're going the entire time with all these questions. And now it just seems like, all right, we got your attention. And now. Yeah. It's just like these other little stories that are kind of like, ugh. It just, it just seems kind of flat to me this season. Like the first season, like you said, like they grabbed our attention with the suicide and the the family dynamic and the best friends with the wife and the baby and the cancer girlfriend. Like, it was just like a lot. Um, but now it's just like, okay, yeah, I gave us all of that in season one. It's like, to me, season two has kind of just like fizzed out. It just doesn't seem like as exhilarating or like intriguing like the stories are just like mundane and typical. I don't know. I thought it was just. I thought it was just my house, but I was like, don't. I don't know if I'll be back for season three. Like depending <laughs> on how this season ends, I, I might be done with you guys. We'll see. Yeah, I, I um, 
I said a bunch of times, even the last episode, I'm like, we didn't need a whole episode about the man's mom dying. Yeah, and then the one with um, homie's dog. Like, the whole episode trying to get the dog back. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. His dog? And then it was like this weird switcheroo that his girlfriend did at the end. I'm like, all right. But I said I said that the, I said that Tiffany when uh the episode was going on I said she's not gonna get that dog back yeah I don't know how they were gonna work it but I'm like yeah as soon as she was like let's make a stop I was like mm, she got something up her sleeve she got something up her sleeve I don't know if I should uh did you see the 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 power spoiler I don't know if I should be that guy but. Nah, what is it? Spoil nope. it. Nope. Spoil it. Should I? Should I do it? Go for it. Should I do it? Go for it. Alright, here it is. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. If you're listening to this and don't want to know what happens on power, turn this off. For the next minute or so. Give me all y'all time. Alright. Here it is. <laughs> You're still here. You're still here. Episode 11 leaked. The dramatic pauses. Just in case you niggas. I'm trying to give you some time. Episode 11 leaked. Ghost ain't dead. Well, 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 what do you know? The lead character of a network show is not, in fact, dead. Yeah. Unless they they rewrite the whole... you kind of had to figure that that was going to be the case. The only people that actually thought that the man was dead, he's the... He ties every story together. <laughs> he literally ties every story together. Tasha, Tariq, Tommy, Tate, Mad Tease. Um, <laughs> Saxon, he's Nick, like, you couldn't have thought. Oh yeah, we're gonna let the best actor on the whole series go out and yeah, like come on. But yeah, that was your spoiler. I gave you ample time. I gave you ample time. I did see a game that I wanted to. Uh, you ever play card cards against humanity? No. Really? Really? Y'all niggas, was it just Taboo and Uno? God yep. Dang. And Monopoly. Spades. What Monopoly? Or it doesn't matter. It doesn't Monopoly matter. is the same as all. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, Why? Because you have the Game of Thrones Monopoly set? No. I, I'm just a Monopoly collector. So I have... No exaggeration. I have probably 
four different versions of Monopoly oh, in my house. You sound like a loser. Hey, well, it is what it is. You remember remember Franklin Mint? No. Or like the uh, sharper <laughs> image? Yeah, I, I see your disrespect. <laughs> I remember ordering uh, a limited edition from Franklin Mint. Yeah, you're a loser. Because <laughs> I was that, I was that into not the Either way. <laughs> oh, man. He has cards against humanity. CP at the next function, bring it. That's one of the games I think um, in a Brooklyn setting with everybody, cards against humanity, I think will probably have you guys peeing on yourselves because it, it's random cards. And essentially, you just have to, everybody's dealt a stack of cards, and you just pick what answer you think best fits. But no one, whoever's judging the round, doesn't know who puts the card in. So they're just going based off of what the card says. And you get some... That's really dumb. No. Play it. Play it. Sippy, I, I, I promise you. Sippy, next time you're around, bring the game. Let her play it. I'm telling you. You'll have a ball. But this is a game called uh, Black Card Revoked, which is, is going off of the same premise. And I'm just going to read one of these questions, and I want us to, as a podcast, try to answer these guys the best we can. There's no right or wrong answer because we're not actually playing a game. But all right, for example, which song is a staple at the family cookout? A. Never too much, Luther Vandross. B. Our song, Before I Let Go, Maze. Our other song, Candy, Cameo, or Outstanding by the Gap Band. Um, what song B. is a staple? B? B. I'm going to say trick question. <laughs> trick question because you'll hear all of these songs. Yeah, all of them, yeah. <laughs> a black cookout. Yeah. But, uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like Candy is the setup song for the rest of these songs. To be played. Because when you hear Candy, then you're going to hear maybe Outstanding. But for sure, never too much is going to be in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then before I let go, it's just, nigga, you, if you don't play it, I'm leaving your cookout. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How long should a woman, hey, shut up. How long should a woman tolerate her man's unsuccessful <laughs> career? Till death do them part? <laughs> till they have kids? Till bill collectors start calling? Or till he has a side baby? Um, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> All of the above, like, 
Nope. Not supporting you while you chasing a record deal. Nope. Till they have kids seems to be the shortest. Like, do you know how easy it is to get on now? Like social media and YouTube and SoundCloud. Nah, I'm not waiting years for you to get. Nah. Nope. I feel like if you at least wait until we have kids, you can easily, women, you have all the control in the world. You can easily, easily, and I am not advocating this, please. But you can easily get a nigga tripped up and have a kid. <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you get creative and think how you want to, but I'll just leave it at that. You can get real creative. The triple nigga. I think for me that'd be the shortest. If you if your stance was to wait until he had a kid, that's the shortest, most likely to happen. Yeah. This list. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. When a pastor says, "Let me just say this." <laughs> What's the first thing somebody in a congregation says? A, say less. B, go with God. C, hurry up. <laughs> B, take your time. Take your time, Pastor. <laughs> take your time. Yo, I'm just going to say uh, black preachers are probably the biggest liars in all of and I say in a sense, I only got 10 minutes left. Nigga, a half an hour later, what happened to your 10 minutes? Yeah. Or I'm almost finished. Yeah. I, I just want to talk to you, and then they just be hooping and push <laughs> Niggas down already. Like, come on. When I was younger, well, when we were younger, we were able to sleep under the pews because we would be in church from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, Yo, wasn't it the worst when you like outgrew the under the pew period of your life? It was like when they were like, nah, you too big for that now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, now you have to sit. Now you have to sit on a pew. Now you have to sit up and then trying to sleep sitting up on those hard pews and you got nowhere for your head to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you like little kids so you don't really know how to like finesse sleeping sitting up <laughs> like your head just be rolling all over the place that's the worst time you know yeah and if you if the niggas thought that you were of age where you had to listen and they were making you stay up now so <laughs> you can't even nod off because they they, <laughs> they hitting you with the get up oh man pinching you tapping you like get up get up get up get up Nigga, pinching is the absolute worst. My aunt used to pinch me. My aunt. Kyan Green, I'm talking about your mother. My aunt used to pinch us something awful. Oh, man. Yo, a pinch is so subtle, but at the same time, causes so much devastation. because, Especially when you sleep. It's like, you can't do that. While I'm sleeping, <laughs> that has totally different effects from when I'm wide awake and when I'm sleeping. 
damn. Like, nah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. All right. My last one before we uh, cut out. At every family gathering, there's always a room with A, somebody's uncle sitting by himself. B, nothing but coats on the bed. Mm-hmm. C, bad little kids in it. Or D, a baby sleeping on a bed. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, didn't it suck if your room was the coat room with niggas yeah. on? Put, put the coats in there. Nah. Now you can't go to sleep because <laughs> everybody's coat is on your bed. You got 30 coats on your bed. Like, come on, bro. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not going to do a Sunday night prediction, but Don- Deontay Wilder is fighting. So I figured we can do that. Wilder versus Ortiz. I don't know. Deontay. Yeah. He uh, black. For everybody that's black. Wasn't there a shirt that said that? Yeah, Issa Rae said that at the uh, the Emmys, I believe it was. Room for everybody. Carpet, yeah, on the red carpet. The reporter was like, "Who are you looking forward to? You know, winning?" She was like, "I, I don't know. I'm just room for everybody black." Do you think uh, Kerry Washington's going to be a good addition to? Uh... I do, and I'm excited about it. We ain't talk about Lena either, but we. I guess we can get to her at some point. Maybe for next Friday, next Friday's, you know, episode. Uh, but yeah, some juicy stuff there. We gotta go now. Um, but yeah, I think Carrie's gonna be great. What's your uh, your show? I don't have a show. I like I, you want me to give two shows in one week? Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought you would have taken the easy route out like I'm getting ready to do. Thank you so much for leaving it open. Uh, Queen and Slim. If, if you... <laughs> Frozen 2 out in theaters right now. <laughs> if you want to see it Monday, check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my Queen and Slim. Frozen 2. I'll take it. Um, that works. Do you have a Disney show that you are not the show, but movie that you're absolutely tired of? Matter of fact, don't even got to be Disney. Is there a cartoon that your kids watch that you can do if you went another day without seeing it, you'll be happy? Yes, Bubble Guppies. How <laughs> like, did little singing fish? It's annoying. That's all they want to watch is Bubble Guppies. I tried to put them on to the Disney classics, even the racist ones. Um, not really interested. I think they did watch Princess and the Frog a little bit. Ellie did. Ellie was more engaged than Eva was. But like 20 minutes in, it was like, yeah, bubble guppies. It's like, all right. (laughs) Tiffany tried to finesse Caden into watching Aristocrats. That Jake was on for two minutes. He was like, mommy, I don't don't, want to watch this. (laughs) I think it was over over it. <laughs> but he he switches. Uh right now it's Toy Story three. Specifically three. Okay. Before it was uh Hotel Transylvania, but now <laughs> Toy Story Three. And I've made the mistake because I was like, no, why don't you watch all of the Toy Stories so you know where to 
Yep, Toy Story 3. Then yeah, I tried, the boys were watching Toy Story 3 for like a month straight. And I tried to tell them that it's like, it's three more of them. Like, go back to the beginning. And, you know, they was like, no, we cool with three. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, three is like the worst one to me. <laughs> it's like, y'all love it? Cool. <laughs> Yeah, Toy Toy Story three is his. Uh, I'm not gonna say it too loud, but he was a Cars fan, and if he hears me, I don't want it to re-trigger his. Uh, <laughs> I don't want it to re-trigger, but yeah, that was his. Uh, Toy Story three and Hotel Transylvania. Like, can I can I watch the Vampire? I'm like, son, you literally just saw that. Not even. Yesterday, nigga, like it just went off. No, let's let's take, <laughs> let's take a break and do something else. Well, yeah, uh, niggas, get your excuses ready. Uh, Thanksgiving's next week. We'll give you Thanksgiving protocol for how you should operate. Um, as we always do, don't show up to somebody's house empty-handed. If you can't cook. Buy your desserts, nigga. Yeah. Edmonds is in business for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Edmonds is in business for a reason. Uh, that's all I have. Niggas get you. Uh, I said that, but yeah. All right, my nigga. I'm out. <laughs> yeah.